Hello. I think this is working. Hopefully. Let me pull up my notes. Um, yeah. Right. Do you like spy films? They're not my favorite genre. At all, I'd say. Hmm. But... I... Love one of the movies that we watched more than most movies in the world. I, I hope you talk about Debs. Obviously. <laughs> no, you will. Okay. I know I can get a little contrarian sometimes. I know that I can like questionable things sometimes and have genuine answers for them. I do not have excuses for Octopussy. It's a shit movie. It sucks. It's so bad. It it's sucks so bad. shit. I don't understand sort of the grip that James Bond as a franchise has on our culture because like whenever I watch these films, like I just like because the whole premise of why supposedly these films work is because James Bond is just also charismatic, also charming, he's irresistible. But then you watch these films and they're always like the, the like there there's no charisma. Like these men are the most charisma-less people in the world, and the film are just so badly written, badly structured, and like they're just so tedious. Like watching them, like I was just like, it was just so tedious to watch Octopussy, and like I have this experience almost every time I watch a James Bond film regardless of who's the James Bond from like which period of time the Bond film is it's just like inherently there's something so mismatched about the core concept and like to me it's like so plain that it doesn't work and yet there's like 50 movies in the franchise so like I I don't understand (laughs) Uh, I will say this um right so to give a little explanation, since it was a very cold open, <clears throat> today's topic is spy movies. We watched two of them, very different. They could not be more different from each other, really. One of them, Octopussy, 007. One of the most random we could have picked, but that's us, I guess. I think I think it was just, like, we, we picked it for the name. I think Obviously. it's quite obvious. Yeah, because like, one, one of, of the us bad are... ones. What what's the what's the like the name for like James Bond fans Bond Bondheads the I Bonders know. I don't know the Bond. Bonders I don't know but we n- neither of us is like not really ever been into the franchise so we don't really have a well rounded view of like which film is considered to be the worst so we just went with the one that has the funniest title yeah and spoiler alert <clears throat> it's not a good film <laughs> no it sucks but like I will say this right. So, Bond, and then another completely different movie, Debs, which we will get into it, hopefully, um, in the second half. But I will say this about Bond and Octopussy and the sort of era of Bond that we decided to watch. So, it's... um, I was never a Bond guy, like a Bond fan at all. And But I will say this, that the current Bond movies... The, of like the past decade really since Daniel you Craig mean, really you mean the, da- the Daniel Craig ones yeah, yeah like the past like decade and a half which is preposterously long for for like Daniel Craig had been doing this shit for so long I'm so glad that he's escaping and he's just doing like playing a gay detective now which is cool yeah like it feels like a I mean it might be controversial but to me that's like an amazing career glow up for him cause like Bond is just such a 
boring character to play and i get it that like for a film or two it can be fun because of all the like spectacle around him but i think for an actor and i do think that daniel craig is a very talented actor it must be such a boring assignment to play him james bond he's he looks bored doing it as well like in general so i definitely understand why he's playing just like um almost like ridiculous pompous detective in the knives out movies uh which is you know like again he's really talented and definitely shows his range that he does this but i will say that like since the dale craig era <clears throat> when i started watching them when i was obviously much younger and my first one i think was skyfall i was like 13 14 and like at the time it was just so well received in like i don't know internet film circles with like what we call now film bros i guess and i was just trying to just like i don't know trying to see what people liked and i was like 13 14 and i was just like okay what do people like about these movies so i went to see them and i saw it was all serious and stuff and i was like oh okay so i guess i'm supposed to like this so i kind of talked myself into liking it yeah i haven't because i also saw skyfall in the in cinemas because my my parents are bond fans uh, you know, you, you can't choose your parents. I cannot atone for my parents' sins. Um, so we did see Skyfall together in, in cinema as a family. And I do remember liking it, but I haven't seen it since. So I have no idea what like my reaction now would be as a viewer. But but I do know that like we were trying to watch the Casino Royale with Craig, which is like supposedly the best one with him. And like it was just so boring, it was so boring. I, <clears throat> the, I I've seen those movies a long time ago, and I, it was sort of that sort of thing where I was almost trying to convince myself to like them. Like this is these are the Bond movies I'm supposed to like, and I do like Daniel Craig as the in the role. I do because like he's just generally very charismatic and very just like very talented actor. And I will say that what. I do remember and do like because the plot I really don't give a shit I don't remember much from the plot from those movies at all um, but I will like I, I think Michael Madsen plays the villain yeah, in yeah. one of these yeah Ma- well. I, Ma- Mads Mikkelsen no. plays I do like Mads Mikkelsen as the villain in in Casino Royale and um, oh shit I forgot his name not uh, Javier not Gael Garcia Bernal what's his name the Spanish actor, super famous Spanish actor. Oh, Javier. Uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem yeah. as the like sort of psychotic, gay coded villain in Skyfall is pretty fun, but that's yeah. kind of it. That's kind of what I remember. I mean, like even with like Octopussy, like I could be held at gunpoint, and I watched this film on Thursday. I like I don't really know what happened there. Oh, like, the plot just is have... gibberish. It is gibberish. But, like, even with like the quote unquote like, claim bonds. The plot is just gibberish, and yeah. like I don't mind like <clears throat> plot being ridiculous in my espionage films. Like part of the reason why I think Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, which I think is the best one, is so fun, is because like it stunts over plots. Like the plot is built yeah. around doing cool stunts, and the film is just fun. And it's like it's aware that it's like silly, so like it's more di- digestible. Di- digestible. But, like, with Bond, it's, like, there's, like, this air of self-seriousness. Yeah. When it's a film about a spy. Yeah. And it's, like, the thing is, also, like, 
because there are sort of realistic spy thrillers. I don't know if you watch this like mini series directed by Park Chan Wook with Florence Pugh right before she got famous, but you were aware of it. I right? was aware, yeah. I do want yeah. to watch because it's Park Chan Wook. Yeah, yeah, and it's like more or less. It's I mean, it's still like s- sensationalized, but it's like more realistic sort of portrayal of espionage because it's like concerned with Mossad and Palestine and sort of like these real agencies and like sort of there is this awareness that spy work is essentially. It, it's part of the army it's part of the mi- military mentality it's not like you have cool gadgets and, and whatnot and like i'm fine also like i grow up watching totally totally spice and kim possible i'm fine with ridiculous gadgets i'm fine with ridiculous plots but like be aware that it's ridiculous you can't have it both ways and that's sort of my problem with bond is that like they're trying to have it all and also like I think it's also a testament to like just how detrimental heteronormativity is for a culture because like Bond is supposed to be like the guy and there's like I I can't think of a single character more boring than James Bond I'm sorry but he's just so boring he's so extremely boring (laughs) like it it is watching James Bond movies especially like the 80s era like Roger Moore the Wonder the Octopussy is part of it, it is it is it's like from a different planet but yeah like like you said um i'm not a fan especially like when i was discovering them the daily correct ones i'm not a fan of the self-seriousness i'm not a fan of like looking back i mean um at the time i was, I was trying to convince myself to that that was actually good but like looking back i don't like that sort of oh we're we're trying to like add so many psychological layers and lore to this character like this is so uninteresting like i don't give a shit like christopher nolan did that with batman and like i'm still like back then i i I like it and right now i like it way less but i understand because batman to me is just a way more interesting character james bond to me is not interesting and i don't give a shit about his like psychological growth or like his i mean i really don't care one of the things that I respect the most about Daniel Craig is, like, in interviews, he's like, no, he's just a psychopath. Like, he, yeah, he's a psychopath. Yeah. It's like, he he has no feelings. He's killing people, like, without thought or emotion. Like, he's a psychopath. He's not an interesting character. And I think, like, Batman is an interesting character to be, because he's, like, so... Like, with Batman, like, you have both a character that's, like, so overtly sensitive that, like, in order to, in any way cope with his grief he has to become this vigilante because otherwise his grief would be insurmountable but like it's interesting that he has to do all this just to be able to put on the performance of a heteronormative like playboy guy you know what i mean like there is like yeah. a interesting <clears throat> core to serve how and, mm-hmm. it's it's not just like serve that the character itself is interesting because i do think that like with if you are a talented writer, you can make any character interesting. For sure. But sort of with Batman, it's like already within the core existence of the character in the plot, like it's already there. With Bond, you have to like create all this like extra lore to make the character interesting. But also like they're so afraid of actually making Bond interesting as a character as well because he has to uphold to this like ridiculous hyper masculinity that like it's synonymous with him as a character. They're like, they fail on every account because like, he's just, I I don't get like where this like myth of the like super suave, like macho guy comes from because those guys are always so tedious to be around. Like, 
I don't get it. And, and the, here's the thing, right? I haven't seen the most recent Bond. I like I kind of gave them up, gave up after Spectre. But like, maybe that's that that deconstruction is maybe what they're doing with Daniel Craig. I don't know. They could be doing that, and I don't know. Yeah. But I, the thing is, right deep down, I don't really care. That's so that's the thing. They could be doing that deconstruction and portraying him as more of like an unsensitive psychopath. But I just don't really care. Yeah. So that's... when I watch these older Bonds, and I and out of the ones I haven't seen many at all, but my, the out of the ones I've seen, my favorite one. This is a movie I genuinely like and I think is super fun. Is Goldfinger, the sixties one oh, with Sean Connery. With Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. it's so much fun. Um, and these, and like, and even Octopussy, it's a terrible movie, but I will say that I would, I, I, I kind of rather see Octopussy again, kind of in the background, than like sit through, I don't know, Spectre or something like that, because I am, because what was, like, trying to be earnest and serious and portray this guy as like a serious hero in the eighties just meant something so much more preposterous and insane than what it means now so it's more of a like an aesthetic sensibility that's like why i'm much more drawn to this ridiculousness versus this ridiculousness of today that's trying not to be ridiculous yeah no for sure i think there's like with i mean roger moore is just he, he oh god he is repellent i'm sorry the man is dead i i don't yeah. know i don't know the guy he may have been lovely it oh my god the vibes are awful oh i have never hated a male lead more oh he's just god, so he sucks but he's rancid vibes rancid like, vibes the thing right the thing is this is just pure 80s sleaze through and through and like sean connery playing Bond in the 60s, like, he was just an asshole, he was a misogynistic asshole, he just exactly the same character, but I don't know, he had at least had a bit more of classiness to him, and more of a genuine charm to him, that and Roger Moore has nothing. I think that's the thing, like, I think Sean Connery is, like, so charismatic as a lead actor, that even if you give him, like, the worst character, he can still sell that character, and I do think this is just, like, like, and that's why I think both like Daniel Craig and Sean Connery in like in my mind and very my in my so very limited like sort of understanding of the Bond universe are the best Bonds because they just like are the best actors like all the love to Pierce Brosnan but like you know he, um, a versatile actor he he ain't <laughs> like I I really do like Pierce Brosnan but I I really do also prefer him as like just a goofy dad in Mamma Mia. Yeah. That's just what I like to see him as, not this Bond type, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I do think that's just like it's it's down to casting. Like if you cast a character, it's the ca- like you know a case of Christopher Nolan. Like if you cast charismatic enough actors, like no matter how garbage the character they will sell it and like you will like them because like the actor the the performance itself even if you're performing an asshole will be interesting and fun enough to draw the audience in and like like it like it or not they will end up liking the character right and like i don't give a shit about james bond but like sean connery sold it like when i watch yeah finger like he is so charismatic and so much fun to watch, no matter how I like, I dislike and don't care about James Bond. And just yeah, the movie exactly. surrounding it is just so much more. Um, it is like self-serious for the '60s, but like, like I 
like I said, like self-serious for the 60s, 70s, and 80s, not what it means to be self-serious now. So there's this element of like retroactively, and I'm not making fun of the movie, I'm just like genuinely getting into it, but like the gadgets are just so over the top and the action um, is just so much more, like the simplicity of the stunts and the simplicity of the like sort of martial arts tricks that they do and like the even the way that the villains behave um i buy that way more in this type of movie because spy movies are inherently ridiculous to me i yeah. buy that way more than like i don't know just this very very sort of self-serious stuff they're doing now um yeah it is very funny to me with like movies from the 80s when like it was like okay um, I want to talk about the Russians because like the Russians are ridiculous in this film, but like it's very like interesting to me that nowadays even when you have these like action films like these silly spy thrillers, they you can't have like a real life villain be the villain in the film. It all has to be like fictional. You like I think it's very evident in Top Gun when you like watch the Top Gun from the eighties where like it's clearly the Russians who are yeah. the enemy. And then the new Top Gun is like unnamed state that it might be North Korea, might be Burma. Yeah, like... just we're generally at war. We're the U.S. military and we are at yeah. odds with another country. And it's like, I think it's like very interesting, especially with the films with, uh, from the 80s when like the Cold War was like already like kind of coming to a close. Like there weren't that many. Um, I mean, you know, the, the the situation in the Eastern Bloc was getting worse compared to the 70s, but, like, in general, globally, there weren't... Um, the tension wasn't as high as, for example, in the 60s or even the 70s with, the you know, the end of Vietnam War and sort of um, the onset of the Afghan-Soviet War. And I think it's, like, it's just so interesting to just... Like, you're watching a random film and there's, like, evil, fake Go- uh, Gorbachev... No, not Gorbachev. Um... Well, which one did they have? Gogolov, I think. Uh, anyway, like evil, a uh, goggle, goggle. They had goggle, uh, evil fake goggle, and like he's speaking English without even trying to have a proper Russian accent, but he's evil and he wants to like blow up some nukes. I also love how like Octopussy is, like kind of an um, you know. Uh, promoting keeping nukes that like there's like this like subliminal messaging that like oh the people who want to like disarm the west from their nuclear weapons are actually communists that want to bomb us like that's sick and twisted like it's it's so ridiculous like it it really does feel like i'm like watching a movie from a different planet like what is this like what are like how different was the culture in the 80s from it is now it's like so interesting it was like it's like what are they even talking about? Like what is this? <laughs> okay, let's try to explain to people what like, octopusy is because we are today we are on a tight schedule, so we can't go on a tangent after tangent. Eight, so Pedro, eight pussies. <laughs> eight pussies. It's about octopus <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Could you explain to people what octopusy is about, please, Pedro? Right. So octopusy, like the plot is total gibberish. It is like the plot has never mattered less. It's it's so ridiculous. Like, so, you know, uh, 007 uh, works for British the British state. He's an agent. Commander Bond. Oh, my God. That was so cringe. They keep calling him Commander Bond. That's right. And also, at the same time, 
well, it's the Cold War, so it's, it's you know, the evil Russians are trying to take over the West, and they have these, like, roundtable discussions about how they want to blow up the West. I'm pretty sure that, sort of, sorry to cut in, but, like, did you also have this, like, reaction when you saw the room, like, the, the roundtable room, the Russians were, like, plotting, destroying the West? To me, it looked like exactly like the set of from strangelove oh yeah it really does and, and it's so funny because dr strangelove is a satire and like 20 years later here is this doing this type of like evil roundtable discussion just in total earnesty it's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's great like i know notes um and uh yeah so that's happening meanwhile um something about a Fabergé egg and they go back and forth there's a fake egg that's tied to the Russians um an evil guy working for the Russian state wants the eggs and it's it's total gibberish it's just really is like Bond going back and forth from one place to the other trying to avoid Russians from blowing stuff up and also Cubans, I guess, from the big, from the start. Very like, weird. There's like a, fi- a fake Fidel Castro in it. I was like, is, was this supposed to be like, a, again, subliminal like propaganda for the Falkland Wars? Like, what's, why is he in Cuba? Like, that's, also I love, um, one of, like, cur- one of the cursed, many cursed scenes in this film is that when he's in Cuba, shenanigans happen and they're like there's this one scene when like he's driving with like the enemy soldiers and there's like i guess his contact there which is of course like a a, extremely sexualized woman who's wearing like a like very very slim like curve fitting dress ridiculous like Like her nipples are military showing it's ridiculous in the military event yeah (laughs) And, like, and Bond sort of, like, is pushing the guys to look at her as she's, like, oozing, like, like, showing her leg in the, like, in uh, in the car. It was so weird. Like, it's just, and I think my note from that, because I was taking notes as I was watching it, it's, like, Bond's greatest gadget, heteronormativity. <laughs> It's it's so alien to me. Like the fact that people found this appealing in the eighties, uh, like I, I I don't know. It's just like a, a strange I don't speaking think to people... like the, the straight, like sort of like the straight world from the eighties. Like it is so I, bizarre. I, I don't think people found it appealing. That's the thing. I think like they kept making the these films, but like it wasn't until like I feel like you know the, the Sean Connery ones were like beloved, and then like people just kept making it. And like some people watch it, but I don't think like it really <clears throat> was a cultural phenomenon until Daniel Craig. I think like in many ways he's. I sort guess of like like Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan, kinda, but like uh, I, I I I but they still made money, you know? Like they still like yeah. Like this movie turned like a ridiculous profit as well. So I was like, yeah, the, 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 this kept appealing to people, and. I don't know, and then you have like so the plot is total gibberish. It I I I struggle to remember the details. It is. I only remember that like there is like a there's like some Afghan prince and the like yeah. they're in India, 
and, and he, he he like wants to steal the 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 egg from like the Russian royal family, I guess, and he's working for the Russians, so he wants that, and Bond wants that back. Like I don't know why. It's... I have no idea. I know that like at one point they're trying to kill him with a killer yo-yo, which which I found was very funny. That that was really good. I actually did enjoy it when like the yeah. the if the evil Indian guys that work for the Afghan prince were trying to kill Bond, like. Just like this yo-yo with like spikes and like yeah. sharp materials that just like slice through things. That was a pretty good gadget. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I was also very disappointed because there's one scene where Octopussy, who's a character in this film, you oh know, my he, god, okay, he, she's the Bond girl. Like, we need to and, talk and, about the titular Octopussy. I actually, I I will say, okay, not the actual Octopussy. I love my favorite character in the movie. Is the other girl who I originally oh, Magda. thought Magda, like the, yeah. the girl who I originally thought was Octopussy, because she has the yeah. octopus tattoo, she's... and she's working for the. I evil have Afghan never prince. seen more f- like lazy ass tattoo in film. Like you could tell that's a fucking like water tattoo. Oh my god! It's such an obvious instant tattoo. Like one of those. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But like, I I had so much fun with the scene where like it's her and Bond in in bed. And um, the whole subterfuge of the things, like, they both want the egg, but they're, like, seducing each other. And, like, Bond points at a tattoo. It's like, oh, what's, that's an octopus. What does that mean? And she just goes, it's my octopus. Like, <laughs> they just sit in silence for, like, ten seconds after that. It's great. Yeah, no, Magda, Magda had great vibes. And then, and then she, like, steals the egg from, like, the morning after they have sex. So, like, <gasps> I love this I, scene, scene where she's, amazing. like, uses her sorry to, like like jump from the balcony and like that was so badass she's just like so, so cool. nonchalantly just like backflips off the balcony like with the sheets holding on so she doesn't fall yeah. like it's it's awesome <laughs> she was great magda was great magda did nothing wrong she deserved better than this film that's for sure and then she like we discovered that she is part of this like greater cult like the octopusy cult or like the octopusy island whatever that means <laughs> Oh, again, I also love, like, sort of the way this film, like, hints at the fears of, like, the 80s, right? So, like, oh, the anti-nuke, like, conservative fears. Like, oh, the anti-nuke people just want you to be bombed by by Russia. And, like, women who just, like, don't have anything to do with men are just, like, all super horny, horny for bond. And it's, like, you should be afraid of, like, any woman who exclude the, like, the... The presence of man, and I'm like, mm. that, that, when they reach like the Tasty. octopusy island, it's sort of like this cult led by a woman named Octopussy. That like it's all just all female island, and they all wear like tight red costumes. That's where it reached me. This movie is a porn parody of Bond without with the actual porn. I mean, the intro was very soft porn. Like, okay, I love the intro. I, it looks great. The, the aesthetic is perfect. It looks amazing. It's mm. so perfect 80 sleaze. And, like, the music... The music fits... The, does not fit the movie at all. Like, it just... It keeps playing. It's like this... It's like I said, it's like a, a window into a different reality. Like, nowadays, we have this, like, very serious ballads about Bond. And like, I, um, I think there's one Bond song, which was, like, by Duran Duran, which... <laughs> And it, it like and like in the eighties, you had these songs where it's like, 
it does not fit like the vibe of an espionage film at all because the song is like about like i don't know having sleazy sex in a hot night i guess Rock the pussy. it's like it, it does not fit the vibe of the movie at all i wonder what's like the the process of getting at the bond song like do they just get the title and like do with it whatever you want like just go with the vibes that the title but- gives you or like do they actually get the script because i feel like and this is just my theory they only ever get the title and sometimes it matches well and sometimes it doesn't match at all but like they only get the title and like to work with it because like for example the the one inspector by sam smith it's like uh writing on the wall or something yeah right? yeah and i'm pretty sure sam smith did not receive the script he they sorry 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 they they only got I, I struggle with like non-binary people who when I first heard of them they were like using different pronouns and like my brain was like okay that's that's how I think of them and then they you know have their journey and they say now it's like this and I'm like okay but like on some subconscious level my brain is like this is not the original information that we received <laughs> anyway if if I'm pretty sure Sam Smith just like receive the title Spectre and they were asked to just like go with it and hence um, the song <laughs> and and this one but I guess like at least the vibe of it is like it's like mysterious and somber enough that it fits the vibe of the Daniel Craig Bond movies yeah this also f- it it fits in the sense that it's total sleaze it's total like just it sounds like again this movie is kind of a porn parody of a bond movie without the porn parody and the song sounds like a movie uh, like a song in a softcore porn like it's 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 in a way a match made in heaven but it has nothing to do with espionage or the russians (laughs) like it's 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 like this like you have sex of saxophones and you have like dreamy vocal melodies and echoes It's, it's 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 a very catchy song like but like the fact that they chose this type of song for this type of movie just shows how different culturally everything is was yeah. back in the eighties. It's so bizarre. And like the opening, I guess they got the title is like Octopussy. Ooh, it's about this mysterious woman who's like very sexual and tries to seduce Bond. I just, like, I, 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 like there's this one scene where Octopussy screams at Bond, "You're just a paid assassin," and I was like, "Yes!" And immediately after they have sex, and I'm like, "It's that scene would... painful." Oh, I mean, like, I just, you know, with Daniel Craig or like Sean Connery, on some level, I get it. Like, you know what? Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. You know, like, I get the like instant instruction. I get being like this like woman magnet or whatnot. Like, I. I they're charismatic enough that like it works but like who would like take one look at roger moore oh and be like oh, i want to fuck the brains out out of like, this again, guy again like put this, aside my morals and convictions I've, like this is what? why i've always supported the casting of idris elba as bond because one he's british too he is so charismatic and genuinely attractive like he is perfect casting for this the uh, character i don't care about but it's still perfect casting I mean, like, and I love also, like, it's like, oh, like, uh, I love people who, like, try to make, like, quote-unquote logic-based arguments why Idris Elba couldn't be a, you know, one because he obviously is a like dark-skinned actor and i'm like have you seen bond have you seen what kind of fucking gadgets he have like those films aren't logical so like why the fuck would it be a problem for idris elba who has the charisma to sell this like, role which i anyone, think is the most important 
thing. If there's anyone right now with that charisma, it's him, genuinely. I so. feel... Yeah, but, like, I, I read some news that Aaron Taylor-Johnson is considered for the next I round. I mean, he is hot, yeah. so I get it, but, like, what? I, 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 I guess. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> um, I think... I mean, I... I like him. From No, but, like, also from what my parents told me, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen... Uh, What's the title of the newest book? No Time to Die. I no think. Time to Die, thank you. Yeah. And Bond dies at the end. So like Oh, so Bond I, actually dies, okay. Yeah. Apparently. So so, so it's not so it's like so the 007, it's not gonna be James Bond, it's gonna be another person. I I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I kinda don't care. I really don't care. That's the thing. That's really is the thing. It boils down to it. I really don't care. Um but yeah, this movie's preposterous. Like the best way I can describe it, as I can describe it, is it's the porn parody of itself without being a porn. There's also a whole tangent with James Bond being a clown. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah, this is the type of which stuff is that, very funny. This is why I I wanna like I would rather watch this garbage than recent Bonds because like I love okay I unabashedly love that scene in the beginning where it's like. All of a sudden, so you're introduced to Bond. He's like, you know, in Cuba doing military stuff and espionage stuff. And then all of yeah. a sudden, you cut to a clown in uh, East Berlin, and it's like, exactly, this is exactly the kind of content <laughs> I want. Like, and they're, they're chasing the clown, and like, it gets revealed that the clown is like a, an agent. He's 009. Like, wait, why was he dressed as a clown? Wait, what? Like, it really, like, th- this film flirts with the ridiculous, but it's just never fully commits to it and prefers to be this like mo- like 95% of the time it's just like this boring like very straight fantasy of a guy that is like, neither charismatic nor good looking sorry to yeah. you Roger Moore but you should have oh, known man, better Roger Moore. like okay I don't like <laughs> people seem to like him the man seemed to be beloved, like no, no shade. I don't know, but the, oh, terrible man. cat. He no, looks like oh, he, he. I, I, I'm really sorry to say it. He looks like he would hang out with Prince Andrew. I'm sorry. He just exactly, does. exactly. Oh, I mean, he just, he, he's just so sleazy and disgusting. I don't like it. Sorry. <laughs> I he, he rancid vibes, rancid vibes. Like, like the type I, of like British go- old guy. Who would you know? Oh my God! I'm, go I'm to gonna parties re- with the royal Listen, family and Bond. Uh, uh, Roger Moore as Bond has such a I like to be pissed on by girls half my age vibe. Exactly, that's exactly it. You just it just you look at him and you just know. You just know. Oh, he's he's ridiculous. No, like really, he really played Bond like a lot of times, but I. Uh- uh, Moore was a conservative and thought that conservatism is the way to run a country. So I think we can I mean, shit yeah, I mean, on yeah, him as course. much as we can. <laughs> like, you look at him and you can just tell, oh, God, I don't... Just get him out of my screen. Oh. Uh, in 2015, Moore criticized what he regarded as excessive political correctness within the film industry and felt that rewriting James Bond's sexuality, gender, or ethnicity would be a mistake, arguing it's not about being homophobic or for that matter racist, it's simply about being true to the character. Despite his conservative politics, Moore retained a membership of the inter- entertainment and media trade union best i have no idea until his death having joined as an apprentice animation technician before his acting career took 
off. At his death, he was the union's longest tenured member. So he was an old British guy. I mean, you know, yeah. no surprise. As, as far as old British conservative guys go, doesn't seem like the worst, but also an old conservative British guy. Listen, I kind of don't care about your political beliefs. I really don't give a shit. I'm a Tom Cruise as, stan, so I'm, I really don't care. I mean, I um, with Tom Cruise, I'm like a little bit on the fence because I think there are a lot of things that are a little bit too criminal to ignore in his behavior but that's like neither here nor there but what i mean is that like if you're good enough at your job i really don't care what you think as a person and yeah. roger moore has is anything but good at his job i mean he's I, a terrible I mean, bond if he is if the job is to play bond is like the sleaziest guy in the world i guess job well done but oh my i'm not into it no no yeah anyway let, let's talk about depths i, I octopus I is not good uh i do enjoy that it has the clowns and i did enjoy the character of magda octopus was like fun until like she all she wanted to do was inexplicably fuck bond on any given scene so that was just too too ridiculous and cringeworthy to, to you know watch um yeah, yeah it's not a good movie <laughs> Not a good movie. We don't recommend. I do recommend Goldfinger if you want to watch an old Bond. That's like yeah. genuinely really fun. Yeah. That's it. Roger Moore. I'm sorry, but you did not serve cunt. Not, not even close. But you know who did serve cunt? Debs. De- Debs is a perfect movie. Like I-, I do have notes. I personally have notes. Okay. I don't like Janet as a character. And I'm once again mm-hmm. annoyed about how much more screens because we already okay we watched it for the first time during the pandemic together mm-hmm. and we think it's a great film it's not talked about enough so we want to talk about it um and the same problem i had with it the first time we watched it two years ago i think or something like that it's still my problem today which is that john has way too much screen time for a character this unlikable mm-hmm. and i don't understand why they're like giving more or less the same amount of screen time to this random ass straight romance of like side characters as they give to the like main plot of the whole film and i also find it criminal that max and dominique have so little screen time compared to fucking janet yeah i think (laughs) i think the the i would say that i do like the romance with Scud, I love Scud as a character. Just oh no, he's he's very fun. He's very but fun. I I if the romance was between Scud and Dominique, now that <gasps> we're talking, now we're talking. You, you see, you, you you exactly exactly. Okay, so let's let's tell people what that yeah. is. Yeah, you it, like this is a great double feature because like two movies with more different vibes you cannot find. Like it's completely the opposite. It is the same genre in, but it just. It's it's just the opposite, and it's so much better. It's like it was genuinely like, like an eye cleanser. It was a palate cleanser. It was everything it was yeah. just like now I'm in my zone. I feel like espionage is only for like straight guys and lesbians. It you know yeah I mean I haven't seen the Killing <laughs> Eve, but that's what it is, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. Totally spiced is technically straight but only technically. <laughs> yeah, and like, even even Mission Impossible, which, I mean, I said I wasn't a fan of spy movies, which generally is true, but like, I do love Debs, and I'm generally a fan of the Mission Impossible franchise. Those movies are usually really, really good, and genuinely I mean, very fun. With me, with Mission Impossible, it really depends on the film. I love Ghost Protocol. I also really enjoyed Rogue Nation. 
but uh, the the most recent one with Henry Cavill, I was so fucking bored. I I know that Henry Cavill isn't for the girls; it's for the boys. I know that. I've been educated by Logan about who Henry Cavill belongs oh, to. Oh yeah, Henry Cavill but, is strictly for gay men and only. It 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 like. It's... But I can't fucking stand him. <laughs> <laughs> like no, that's not true. He's okay to me in Enola Holmes, but like in he's. Whenever he's like asked to actually yeah. play a very masculine character, it's like ugh, boring he, yeah. as shit. He is not the most charismatic actor, I will say. Yeah. Which is why he works so well as Superman, but that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, Mission Impossible. I really enjoyed the last three ones. I I think like Tom Cruise as he's getting older just keeps getting more insane with the stunts and like so compelling to watch because there's an element of genuine danger because you know he's doing them and he's aging so that's great and like the first the one the only one i don't like is three that's directed like shit even though it has a great philip seymour hoffman performance i wanted to say that that one's like to me very mixed feelings because i think that is the one with the best villain yeah it's also the worst one so it's it's like, like it has one of the best actors ever as the villain but also, it's like it's it's looks so bad. Oh, and yeah. people trash talk too, and I understand. Personally, I love it. It um, mainly because the action and the cinematography just looks everything looks beautiful. It's directed by John Woo, so even though the plot is just so forgettable and lackluster, like it looks incredible. So I yeah. Um, so that's my, that's my, like, tangent on other spy movies that I like. But I guess my genuine favorite spy movie is Debs. This movie's perfect to me. Yeah, no, Debs is great. And, like, um, I've seen it two times now. The second time I was watching it, I was watching it this morning. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, this, I could watch this every day. This is so much fun. It's so fun. And it's like, okay, so essentially, um, Debs... Within the world of Debs, when you take SAT, supposedly there's like a crypto test within the SAT that tests like that tests your ability to be a spy, like your ability to lie. And if you score high on this like secret test, you get to like learn to be a spy. And that's like what Debs are essentially spies in training. And you have these four four girls who spy as a team. You have our main character Amy, who's like supposedly the she got the perfect score so she's like the poster child of the whole of the whole program we have max played by megan good which is who is like she's so underused yeah megan good megan good just in general is a very underrated actress i'd say yeah and then you also have Devon Aoki in one of her two like very iconic roles from like the early two thousands. I like, love Devon Aoki. I don't know if she wants to continue acting, but like please make she, a comeback. I love Devon Aoki. I'm pretty sure she like retired in two thousand nine or something to focus on her family. Yeah. I mean, I have to respect that, but like she, I, I like. I don't really like Fast and Furious films, but my God, does she serve in the second oh, film? Oh, I, I, I personally like those movies generally, and she is just one. Of, the second one is probably one of my favorites, and she's just so good. Like, I like in the early two thousands, she was running shit. Like she was, yeah. like, oh, she was amazing. And so, so, it, so in funny. depth, 
in depth she plays Dominique, which is this French girl. She's always smoking. She's very like she speaks with this French accent. She like a caricature of a of a French character. But she's like making it work. She's so effortlessly cool that I yeah. I love whenever she's like because she always has a cigarette in her mouth and like obviously the depths have guns because it's espionage in america so that they have guns and i just like love there's like so many scenes in this film where she has like the most outrageous guns and like a cigarette hanging from her mouth it's she's so cool she's so cool like and i love that scene in the beginning where they all order breakfast and like everyone's just like oh i want eggs i want a hamburger and devin is just like i want coffee black yes <laughs> that's french <laughs> breakfast it's coffee and cigarettes exactly coffee black yeah no she's and then we have janet whom i personally hate i don't no. mind her i will say she is the least interesting one though yeah i mean that's that's the thing if she i hate her not because she's like the actress is bad or that the the, the characters are completely unlike un, un, unlikable but just like sort of compared to dominique and max she's just so like lost her yet she's like given them like outside of amy and lucy so the two main characters she's giving the most screen time within the film and that just bothers me because like why would you give it to her and like duh she's a white girl and devon aoki and max are both women of color whatnot like it bothers me it bothers me like they all end up having you know their little moments like devon aoki is kind of the comic relief and she kills it and um uh, max does end up having an arc towards the end but yeah, yeah. um it, it that's the only thing that would improve in this film i was just like spread around the certain yeah, elements yeah. of like janet's arc to the two girlies and i think it would work a lot better because also like with janet like it, th- that's one of the things that like that are so silly to me about like a lot of these films with like spy program for like the brightest and then like you have a character that's like obviously supposed to be idiotic and i was like you can't have a cookie and eat it too i see you actually and mary kate olsen uh <laughs> like you can't have this premise that you start the movie with oh, these are, like, the brightest, the most, like, promising young people to become spies and then have a whole scene where Janet cannot fucking find her gun and acting like a stereotypical idiot. Like, you you, you cannot yeah. have it both ways. Yeah. Also, that's kind of the thing about Debs. It's, like, it, it has a, a vibe to it that is it's just... I don't think has ever been replicated in another movie. It's just such a unique vibe because it has the vibe of like a cartoon. It is very cartoon. Mm. It is very spy kids, but also very grounded in like just real emotion and like people of like all ages can find just fun and enjoyment in it. It very in, in many ways it reminds me of Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. It, it it does remind me of like that type of like shoujo anime. Yeah. And uh it is colorful and vibrant without being trashy and infantile. Mm-hmm. It's also it also has like very adult humor. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it has also like a very like heartwarming romance. One of the core. best romances and one of my favorite romances in any movie, I think. Like, the chemistry between uh, Amy, the main girl from Debs, and the the antagonist, who I love, 
Lucy is just sparkling off the screen every single mm-hmm. time. It's great. It's so yeah. good. And I like lo- I really love how the movie also is like speaking to its tone. It's like it is very goofy and very cartoony. Like, oh, these special girls are in the very special school for espionage and no one knows about them. They're kind of like an open secret. And like at the same time and like at the same time you also have like not in a very light tone but also just like all these girls want to do especially amy is escape this like straight driven conservative hell yeah like it just they 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 hint at it and they joke about it in very like tongue-in-cheek ways which is which is quite funny i would compare it like not because they're both like teen dramas with like with lesbian romances but like the tone of it is kind of like if but I'm a cheerleader sometimes was like an espionage movie. Yeah, I mean I do think there's like um it, it there was a moment sort of in independent cinema where like there was like this awareness that straightness is not necessarily just a sexual orientation that individual people have, but there's like it is a an aesthetic cap- sensibility. An aesthetic sensibility, but also like a a, a capitalist commodity. Mm-hmm. And to have part of like they that you want to sort of escape this this very corporate like structure of a straight culture which I think is also true for the straight characters within the film. Like it's it's really about sort of this soulless construct rather than like specifically because like I think like in many ways like all of them end up rebelling like all yeah. four characters against th- this institution that represents this culture. Um, and I think oh my gosh I haven't seen but I'm a cheerleader in so long I have to rewatch it have you seen Poker Face speaking of Natasha oh oh an actual TV (laughs) show that I've seen an actual episode of a new one yes I have I saw one episode this weekend I saw the sixth one with Antonio just at his house and just watched it randomly I enjoyed it I haven't I haven't seen the sixth one yet but I I think the show is very cool I I did enjoy the episode I saw I love Natasha Leone yeah I think and I also love that like they serve in in many ways their shows are bringing back this like feel of old TV as we were really were talking about. Yeah, like, that's what I liked. Time. That's what I did like about it. It feels like an old TV, just just something light, and but also the leads are so charismatic and it's yeah. generally fun and well written. I just I I really enjoyed it. But also, I'm happy that like because of the TV renaissance now, even with the sort of more old school TV format, they still have new TV budgets, so they actually yeah. get to do a lot of cool things on screen as well. You can tell, you can tell, like the the directing is much more sophisticated and less simple than something on a show like Monk, for example. Yeah. How dare you speak ill of Monk? Not speaking ill, I loved <laughs> Monk, but you know what I mean. It's just it's more yeah, I know what I mean. But higher budget yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And but yeah. Um, that's why like yeah it's a good point you made about that because like it is the total opposite of octopusy and octopusy is like straight and heteronormative to just a, a like an, a ridiculous extent it is just preposterous pe- and alien it's, to me it's it's you know i i think as people who have listened to the show know i am a big fan of rom-coms like i i do enjoy them but like there is a like 
there's certain rom-coms that i like are just like too straight for me and i, I don't mean here that like the, the 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 main love story is a heterosexual one because i personally don't care a good love story is a good love story no matter who the people are but it's like it's it's the culture like it's the the cultural construct that's just so tedious and, and how, boring and yeah how the characters just, behave and sort of yeah. approach people yeah and what's like seen <clears throat> as desirable in behavior which is anything but desirable in real life i think and that's the thing right like so sometimes like you watch a rom-com and i think octopussy is a great example of that is that, like it's repellent because like it is so uncritical of this culture that is repellent in and of itself i think it's just so unaware of how ridiculous it is it is yeah yeah, yeah. and um, just like also unrealistic like that's why i feel like I mean, okay, that's why I feel like James Bond as a culture phenomenon has stayed, stick around for so long. It's just like, is the epitome of this, like, myth, is the epitome of this, like, wish fulfillment of, like, you know, you're the, the straightest guy of the straight guys, you're the most masculine guy of the masculine guys, and, like, every chick will want you. Like, it's, you know, you're watching it, it's like a self-insert on many ways. And that's why I also think James Bond is such a boring character. Because he's essentially a Mary Sue. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> it, it, yeah, no, essentially, like, he is just so perfect. And so, like, he does every stunt perfect. He, yeah. like, seduces every woman. Like, it is... He is just so uninteresting. And it's only, like, fun to watch if you see it with the lens of like this is a porn parody of itself where all the yeah. characters act so one-dimensionally ridiculous with the sole goal of having sex and that's what it is that's what roger bond bond roger moore bond is <laughs> and like debs is like it um i was reading up on like the background of, of debs and how it's an independent movie that started out as a short which i love that just like the director angela robinson was just so passionate about making this sort of not parody like this sort of like movie with all the conventions of an espionage movie but with like just a very um with a with a very gay sensibility just joyful and funny i think here you you could easily use the traditional meaning of prestige which is like a parody done out of love rather than out of scorn yeah exactly it's and it and it's it, it, it functions as a parody sometimes but it's not overbearing about it. It's not screaming, mm. this is a parody, look at mm. this, we're parodying this. It, I mean, that's... It, it, it just, like, it tells a story. It has genuinely lovely, great characters that you root for. And also, we're all in on the joke that this is just very silly. And it doesn't need to spell it out for the audience. It's not like a yeah. Deadpool movie where, like, every time the, every, the characters are just winking at the audience to say, isn't this yeah. silly? Like, fuck off, you know? Yeah, I mean, I do, I I haven't seen the Deadpool films in a while, but, like, one of the things that I enjoyed about Deadpool is that, like, they are sort of very satirical and they're, like, winking at the audience a lot, but they also try to tell a human story. Like, in the first one, you have this, like, relationship between Ryan Reynolds' kind of character and his girlfriend, and I do think it's, like, for a superhero film, it's a well-done love story, and, like, in the second, you have this, like, fa- find, found family trope. So, like... I'm not saying that it works, but there is, like, this awareness that, like, a satire has to be more than just a satire. Like, you can't, like, excuse not trying to tell a human story but being like, but this is a parody or this is a satire. You know what I mean? Like, it's not enough. You still have to show up 
Pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> sorry, someone honked. Someone and, did honk outside, yeah. Um, it's not enough to just criticize something and be like, oh, look at me, I've made such an interesting piece of art. Like, no. If you want to just... If, if your intention is solely to criticize something or mock something, write a fucking, like, like review or, like, I don't know, opinion piece or whatever. But, like, if your intention is to make art, you should care also about, in addition to the satire, in addition to the parody or to the pastiche, tell a good story. And Debs manages to do that because, really, then the story between Amy and Lucy, they're so cute. They're it's, so cute. And it's so funny and, and, and like, heartwarming as well. It's so effortlessly as, effortless yeah. as well. It's just, like, every element of it just conspired perfectly to just, like, tell, like, the humor, the performances, and almost also the earnestness in the performances. Like, they're acting in this, you know, um, we're in on the joke type of espionage movie, but yeah. the performances and the script, and the it's still genuine and earnest. And now, not even not not even non parodies are doing this. Like Mar- one of the biggest criticisms I have of Marvel movies is that they are not parodies of itself, but they also make jokes about the things that the heroes do. And we're supposed to take seriously because, like, oh, aren't we aware that we are so this and that? And like, shut up and tell a story. Be genuine yeah. and earnest. Like, if people like and- it, don't. If if people think it's sappy, they do. But like. Tell a genuine story and don't try to be self-aware all the time. That's fucking annoying. Yeah, exactly. Like, tell a story. Like, (sighs) and tell a story to tell a story, not to push product. That too, that too. But like, even within the films themselves, it's like, not just Marvel movies, a lot of blockbusters. It's like, it's it's almost... um, you know, oh, we can't be too earnest because we have the fear that the young audience will think it's sappy. You know, like, that's what I that bothers me. Yeah. That's what bothers me. No, um, but, like, you know, exactly. That's why I enjoyed Puss in the Boots. I finally watched the new one. And, like, it... Sick movie. That's a big boy. So movie. good. I love the animation. I love sort of how, like, it just looks and uses animation. It's so cool. But also, I just love the, like... It, it re- like it has this like very earnest story at its core, which is like you have to be aware of death in order to appreciate life, which I you know I I was crying by the end I was crying like yeah. puss, puss <clears throat> in the puss in boots made me cry I admit that like um that's a that's like a a good example because that's a movie that's just it is very funny and silly because it is a puss in boots movie made for children. But yeah. also, it's not one of those animated movies that fits into this trend I was speaking to, where it's like we're making fun of ourselves and how ridiculous we are. It just sometimes that just gets tiresome. You yeah, know, be I... silly, be fun, but also have characters that you want to root for and not characters that like the movie also like almost makes fun of the audience for genuinely caring about. Yeah, I also love the bit with Jen Mulaney's character, which I thought was like a, a fun criticism of like true crime and like the influence it had on like mainstream thinking. That like uh, when you had the bit with the cricket, and it's like, oh, you probably had a bad childhood. Right. Like, nope. 
Right. I was, I was trying for, for a second, I was like, because I watched the Portuguese dub, and for a second, I was like, John Boulay, yeah, yeah, now I know, now I know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, a, again, another second recommendation in the row, second episode in the row, recommendation for Puss in Boots, too. Generally, yeah. great movie. But great yeah, movie. Back to, back to Debs, like, I, um, I love this movie so much, because it is just, at its core, so earnest. It adds, like, this sort of camp sensibility and a sort of queer sensibility to the espionage genre but also it's so earnest about its love story and its characters and how like amy and lucy i don't remember i think sarah foster plays amy yeah. <clears throat> and jordana brewster who plays uh, who was also in great in the fast and furious movies um who plays lucy and their chemistry is just so perfect and like i love that lucy is just straight up like they don't even hide it one of the most evil people on the planet like she's just a mm -hmm. straight up terrorist who genocidal maniac but also she's just a girl who's struggling with a breakup <laughs> i just i love all the bits about australia that like lucy has a beef, beef with australia that's, and is like attempting to destroy the whole like, continent that's one of the best bits like so like you know it's this forbidden love between lucy the, the terrorist genocidal criminal and amy and then, like, after they get they get together and they pull apart because it's a forbidden love, like, Lucy's just so fucking mad. Like, oh, yeah? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to nuke Australia. They don't care. I don't, li I, I don't care. I don't like I don't like attitude. their attitude. It's, like, it's it's great. Like, see, it's just, like, it, great jokes. But yeah. also, it makes you genuinely care about the central romance and the central characters. Like, again, like, Devon Aoki as Dominic is great comic relief. Like, yeah, it's, it's perfect. And it looks fun. And it looks vibrant without being like super trashy and commercialized because it's, you can tell it's a genuine labor of love with not a huge budget. Like I, even like the, those scenes where like they're all like um, where they're spying on Lucy while she's having a <gasps> oh! blind date with like a Russian girl with like a Russian. Oh, also, terrorist. what is what is it with like American spy films and like fucking Russians? Like what what? Eh, I mean, I know it, it is what it is, you know. I, I mean, I know that it's, like, you know, because of Cold War and, like, you know, the spying from that era. But, like, they, they are obsessed with Russians. Speaking of, um, a good TV show that I think you might enjoy is The Americans with Kerry Russell. Every, every, yeah, that's one of the most acclaimed ones of the past decade, isn't it? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... it's 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 good as it's about it, the cold war right yeah it's also it's also it's about like sleeper agents so like carrie russell and her now husband whose name i forgot he plays perry mason now uh a welsh actor you know what i'm talking about or no mm -hmm. i think jonathan something anyway uh so they play sleeper agents who mm -hmm. are sent to america to present to be american and sort of like you know Mm, adapt to the culture adapt to the culture and just like essentially be moles culturally so like not in specific institutions but sort of you know to to corrupt uh to corrupt the um, the code i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about i'm a bit sick actually today but it's okay um and uh, like things happen it's a very good show great pacing but it's also i love it because like Yes, both of these characters speak English, but like there's like a logical explanation <laughs> why this show has Russians speak English to each other. So like I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate when people actually. Ma <gasps> you, yeah, I think I think Rocky Four is gonna break your brain. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm it's sure one of my will. favorite movies of all time, but it's the silliest shit you'll ever see. I think it's really think it's gonna break your brain. 
But well, yeah, it's the height. Say... It is the the movie that makes ev- like it is the height of that sort of type of like yeah. Russian representation. It is the most like ridiculous example. One of the things that I hate about James Bond, uh, specifically in Octopus, is that like he's supposed to be like this international spy, but he won't even bother to speak Spanish or German when he's in like Spanish and German speaking countries. He just speaks English everywhere. He's just like he won't even fucking bother. And I'm like, <sighs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not in India, he doesn't bother. Either. Yeah, yeah. When he goes to why? I mean, yeah. especially in India, like why would a British guy bother to speak Hindi? In India, <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, yeah like, no, yeah, Deb's like, is great. Deb's like, great. It I has also how... a lot of. I, I wanted to say one of my favorite lines from the Monoyoki is like when the when they find out that like Amy's been sleeping with Lucy and that like she's not straight, uh, and like all the girls are disappointed. But I love how like Dominique, who's the Monoyoki character, goes. You're not as brewing as I thought, but you're also not as bright. It was fantastic. Her delivery of that it was, was like, fantastic. She's just like, yeah, cool. Okay, you're not, you know, you're not the cookie, the cookie cutter goody two shoes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. But also, yeah. you're a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I love how the film looks as well. That's what I was saying. Like the, those scenes with like where they're like sitting on like those trapeze. Oh yeah. Like, like spying from from spying on Lucy, like from from the from the ceiling. It, that it that so just looks silly. so. How? That just looks so silly and cartoony. I love the scene where they're like trying to stop Lucy from robbing a bank, and they're just like all the other girls are stuck in a death trap. While, oh my god! While Amy and Lucy are like flirting and like I like just the the visual of those CGI spikes just like descending on them is like. It, it, I love... it just looks so silly and fun, but also genuinely cool. I also love when there's uh, when there's the scene when they're trapped in the vault and like Amy's sort of taken by Lucy for them to talk slash flirt, and Devon's character Dominique is always smoking, always, and Janet's like becoming like you have to you 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 can't let her smoke like the oxygen we will have to like breathe in toxic oxygen max you max who's megan's good character you can't let her smoke and max just like goes to dominic and like lit a cigarette as well and they're just like we hate you janet that was one of my favorite scenes <laughs> it's like it just goes by so fast as well it's very short it's like 80 it's minutes. like eight, yeah exactly yeah it, it's not it's just so unpretentious and fun and ge- coming from a genuine labor of love because it's just an independent movie that got funding off a of short on Sundance, so it's like, mm. um, yeah, it's like a genuinely autorial project that just of someone of people who just wanted to make a fun queer espionage movie. It's just a delight. It's just one of like I I recommend it to ev- absolutely everyone. It's um, really fun. Yeah, it's really I, fun. Uh, gotta go now. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go to sleep now to try to get healthy for the concert yeah. tomorrow. You're going to see? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to... So I'm going to Warsaw because me, Yulia, and Mateusz are going to a concert of Tamino. Oh, that so, guy you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. And the Belgian I, guy, right? The Belgian guy, yeah. And I'm feeling a bit sick today, so I think I'm going to go to sleep. Sleep to try it off to. and get some yeah. paracetamol or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already took it. I've already taken ibuprofen, so worst case scenario, I'll take some more. Yeah. But yeah, uh, go watch Debs, don't watch Octopussy, and we'll be back next week with some other thing. 
Fill her up, please. <laughs> 